you are listening to. No, that isn't me, and it sure isn't you, and I'll be helping you to step into who you are. So let's start that again. Welcome to Beyond the Brand with me, Carly. This podcast is all about inspiring you to align with your brand and your business to attract who you want to. We'll also be delving deeper into how you show up, especially if, like me, you're a little bit neuro-spicy, or as I call it, neuro-amazing, because that is what we are. We'll be looking at what can stop you from showing up as you, with brilliant guests every two weeks, who will be helping me talk all of this through too. You might want to grab a journal or a notebook for all the inspiration, top tips, and just chances to reflect that you're about to hear. So let's get on with this week's episode and help take you beyond the brand. Enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode and it's this month's book club, which I am so excited to share with you. This was such an amazing chat and it's made extra special because the author, that's right, I got to speak to the actual author, is somebody I've got to know and been really fortunate and blessed to work with on this amazing book. So the book we are talking about is called The Corporate Hippie, which I love straight away. I felt such a connection to this book, to the name itself. It's very intuitive, very spiritual, and I just loved everything that it represents. This book and Kim's journey just has everything. Kim shares some quite vulnerable stories as well as a love story as well, which, I mean, who doesn't love a love story? The author is Kimberly Adams, and that's who I'm chatting with for this episode. This is so great. I know this book inside out from working on some amazing projects with Kim, but to get to chat to the author herself, to get Kim's perspective on this, to hear some of the stories and the learnings in this book come to life was just something different. I should introduce who Kim is. I'm getting all excited about the book and forgetting to properly give an introduction. So Kimberly Adams, you'll hear me say Kim quite a few times. So Kim Adams, Kimberly Adams, is a manifestation coach who lives in California in the US of A. Now she's a manifester of magic. She's a magical creator. And that gives you a clue into Kim's vibe, what the book is all about. It really is about, and I quote, manifesting the shit out of your life. I love that. That is at the essence of this book and we talk all about this as well as trusting your inner GPS, trusting your intuition, looking out for signs from the universe. It's all there. You are going to love this. If you haven't read this book, do go and grab a copy and do check out all of Kim's links which are in the show notes. Okay, grab a cuppa or wherever you are, just sit back and enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome to this month's podcast book club. I am so excited because I get to chat to the actual author. This is a first on this podcast, so this is so exciting. It's somebody I know really, really well, honoured to know you and to work with you. So yeah, hi Kim, how are you? Hi Carly, I'm excited, excited to be here. And um, so I'm your first author on your podcast, I feel so honoured, yay. You are. Yeah, I've talked about a few books so far and I've never got to chat to the author. So this is... Oh, I love it. Okay, perfect. Well, when are you going to write your book? Oh, it's in the pipeline. I say this, I do have ideas, but you know what it's love like. It. So I'm just getting around to doing it, isn't it? I, I really do love writing, as you know, but um, yeah. I do know, and you are a beautiful writer. And thank you for all your help on some of the projects that you've helped me with. I love it. I'm so grateful. And um, yeah, just, and I'm here for you if you have anything that you need to 
Because when you go through the writing process, like for the book, you know, it's really different, right? It's very sporadic. It's, um, it brings up a lot of, it's almost, I would say, I probably had the most therapy that I've had in about 10 years. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if I want to start on them, but I may, you may regret saying that I can come to you, Kim, because I may be on speed dial. So, uh, <laughs> did you cry to me or something like that? But, but yeah, it was such a process, very cathartic, but super beautiful, right? Because as, we, as you know, as we're going into the age of intuition, um, the age of Aquarius, right? We're, we're being called to do so many different things. And I think working through our traumas, working through our triggers, working through all the self-limiting beliefs um, is just such a beautiful part of like busting through that, especially for women now. Yeah, it feels absolutely needed. And this this book, I mean, actually, I've just realized on the podcast, yes, you will know it from the title, but I haven't actually officially introduced your book, Kim. So oh, this is, <laughs> and I've got a copy here, not that you can see it on audio, but it is The Corporate Hippie, which you'll see on my Instagram, in my stories. I share a lot of this and I just love it so much because I, as we chatted about then, I've had the absolute pleasure of working with Kim on a few projects for this book. I feel like I know it inside out, but to get to chat to you about this, it's just so special. So yeah, thank you so much for coming and being part of this podcast. Can't I'm wait. so excited. Thank you so much for having me. And yes, the corporate hippie. Don't you love that? I do. I was drawn to this. And you know, I'm very much into the universe and intuition. And this just landed on my lap in a way at, at the right time. And I do really believe in that. I think we found each other. This is going to sound very deep. But I think we did come to, at the right time. I needed this book and we just worked together and it was just, it's, it is a beautiful book. And it was just effortless are, are the connection, the flow, the, and again, I think that's so much about what the message of the book is, right? Uh, the tagline is tap into your intuition, activate your heart and lead. And it's about following your heart and your intuition in, in relationships and in love and business and partnerships and really following that. And when it flows you just know it, right? And I know we had a few bumps because of some things I was going through personally, but our working relationship was never anything but just flowed. And I think it can be that way um, and should be that way, I believe, in corporate America moving forward. Um, I feel that it's time to say goodbye to the Good Old Boys Club, right? Operating from a place of joy, love, compassion, and intuition versus fear and intimidation, right? Those days are gone. Yes, 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 yes. And that was kind of the, I was literally nodding along as I read every bit of this book. I had to like, say, read it back to back a few times because it would really get to grips with it. But just so much of it really resonated. And it's interesting that you say the good old boys club and corporate America. But actually for me, this felt universal. This felt like a message that the whole world needs to hear. So, you know, for myself, even though I've never really been in the corporate world, there is just so much that is out there in even in the entrepreneur circle the, the world there's just so many undertones of everything that you were I mean do you know what I'm going to ask you that on a normal podcast interview I will ask somebody about their journey and where they came from and because I don't really get to speak to the author as such I'm going to do that right now so let's start with yes, your, yes, your journey yes, yes. that led you to this book rather than it being where you let started to where you are now you know why did you write this book what yeah where did it begin Okay, so, well, the, the catalyst was getting laid off twice <laughs> oh. in, in, 20, in 2019, right? So I found the love of my life, which, you know, my book starts out, my business book starts out with a love story, which, you know, you got to love that. Love it. And I found myself getting laid off twice, following my heart. And 
it was the universe. I got it. So I got laid off after eight years. I got a job in three weeks because I was so fearful. I was in that job for five months and I got laid off again, basically. And I was like, okay, the universe is trying to conspire to get me to be still enough where I, I, I had already had the corporate hippie and I already had the name of the book downloaded into my brain by God, by source. And I was like coming back from a sound bath bowl one day and it just literally, I was so, saying something about corporate America, coming back with my friend in the car. And literally I just heard the corporate hippie. Wow. And I was like, I just filed it away and I wrote it down someplace. And then when the time was right, three years later, the universe just gave me the opportunity. And, you know, I talk a lot in the book about, I do share some vulnerabilities, right? I talk about trauma. I talk about some of the things I've been through in my life because I feel like those are the things that actually help you build the relationships to build spiritual families at work, to build your tribe, whether that's work, your family, life, friends, et cetera. And so I get pretty vulnerable in it, but I've, you know, um, I used to weigh 190 pounds, right? I've had some sexual abuse in my life. Um, I've had sexual assault at my job. Um, And so I've definitely worked through the traumas to actually get to the other side of really manifesting, I say, the shit out of my life. Yeah, I love that. I do. And I love that vulnerability. And and yeah, I think it's important even on this podcast to share that you share that, you know, for people that are hopefully listening on that have read the book. If not, go and grab a copy. Do read this. I think you'll love it as much as me because it does hit home. And and I guess what the book's message to me feels like that we have to kind of strip those layers back. We have to get vulnerable. We have to deal with... The, the deep, I'm going to say shit, just because you, we said that anyway, manifest the shit, you know, that, that, that yeah. deep inner work that we need to work on to kind of go forward. And that's kind of what you're saying is that this is how we all lead with heart to then take it forward, even into the workplace, even into the corporate world. Well, and it's, it's all changed, right, Carly, with, uh, you know, now so more than ever, obviously COVID, I think was the, just uh, the, the timing couldn't have been better for the book, right? The catalyst of COVID and everything that happened, but you know, now that so many people worked from Zoom, right, yes. worked from home, <laughs> how much of that energy of their home life and bringing in is so different from their work life, right? You can't be two different people anymore, right? Yeah. No. You can't be a jerk boss, right, that treats your employees like crap and then, you know, come home and be this loving whatever, like that. That's not alignment to me. Mm, I feel yeah. like it's about alignment, right? It's about intention, alignment, and it's about operating from that place in in all of your your life. Yeah, that's interesting. And because I guess I didn't know this actually that you'd said you'd had the idea previous, you know, prior to the pandemic. I'm guessing yes, that corporate yes. hippie. Yeah, you knew that that work needed doing even then. Then the pandemic hit, and then, like you said, the the, the lines between home and work were blurred. That must have changed the context of the book a little bit, did it? Or was it just an extra dy- dimension to it? It was just an extra dynamic that I thought to myself, well, this is the time, right? This, I mean, like, if this is not the time to write the book, I don't know when it's going to be. Because I had about 15,000 words written already. Oh. And I faced this place where I was like doing e-learning with my eight and 10-year-old bonus kid from home. I had my boyfriend's mom here for four months. And I was literally like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I guess it's time to do this. And and I will say, I was, even though I wasn't always aware of it, I was using these principles most of my life at work, okay? I was really attracted, except 
my first experience of working for a dentist to, I call him little shop of horrors in the book where he would stab me with instruments. He was so disrespectful, but that kind of horrible job situation is what led me to have my spiritual family. It's what led me to be like, you know, he called me, I, I, I talk about this in the book where he said to me one day, if it wasn't for him that I would be working at Jack in the box Ugh. and Carly, something inside me just rose up like this roar, this and <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like, no, that's not who I am. I refuse that. I quit my job in two weeks, went back to college and found another dentist uh, job where I worked with a spiritual family where they allowed me to be who I was. And it was so beautiful. And I think it set the tone for my prior, all of my jobs in the future and just all of the divine guidance that I had with, with every job that I took from that point on, it was really heart led and intuition led. And I didn't even know what I was doing. So I was able to look back and really sit with looking back over those 20 years and find all those little nuggets of stories that I'd been doing and following my GPS, following my inner guru my whole life. I just didn't know what it was. Wow. Yeah. And as I'm listening, I'm even thinking of reading through the book and thinking about my own experiences. It, it brought things up for me. And I think that to look at it like that, that's something I've really worked on my mindset. But I think anybody new, quite new to this, it's quite difficult, isn't it, to think the trauma that we've been through, that it's all served a purpose. That is quite a difficult concept to get your head around, isn't it? But I do love that it's coming from that place of love and not letting it take the power away. In a way, you you taking ch- control was literally you taking that power back, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, the more that we live in the past or we we kind of go over those events, right? We cause our own suffering. We cause yeah. our own suffering. And that victim mentality um, is just never going to get us anywhere. And the more that we can understand, and again, this has been it for me, my true spiritual journey, I think began about seven or eight years ago. And in the last year and a half since COVID, it, it's deepened. It's like gone to like, you know, freaking, <laughs> not that we're going to get in today, but you know, quantum, right? 5D and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Where it's all about being in the now moment. But I think the traumas that have happened on triggers that we have, it's happening for us, not to us, right? It's, it's that shift in, it's, it takes your power back when you say it's happening for me. Because when you think about anything that's happened difficult in your life, a year later, when you look back, you see it as a gift, right? Being married to my narcissist husband was a gift. I wouldn't have recognized Dave, right? Having that boss who was such a jerk who stabbed me with instruments, I wouldn't have recognized my spiritual family, you know, um, my first hire after college, I went to work for broadcast.com, Mark Cuban, who many of you know that name, right? He's a billionaire now. I like to think I contribute that a little bit with some of my sales <laughs> tactics, but Love it. you know, there were like seven or eight people that didn't want to hire me, um, Carly and the boss who ended up hiring me, it was his, it was his decision, but I didn't pass some sort of test, right? Some sort of personality test, but he trusted his gut his intuition on hiring me. And I made my number every single quarter, every single year. I was like VIP year after year after year. And then he went on to hire me at his next company. So it was just one of those things where I just saw someone taking a chance on me. And then it allowed me to, when I became a manager and a leader and a VP to really tap into that and be like, who's going to be the best cultural fit for my team? right? It's not about what always is on the resume. And that's what I've talked to a lot of corporations about is how do you hire with intuition, 
right? How do you tap into your heart and you have two resumes in front of you? And how do you make the right call? Yeah, I mean, that's that's it. this book as much as by, I mean, I'm going to ask you this question in a minute. We'll get back to the book. Well, that is in the book, actually, isn't it? Because I knew that story already. And I love yeah. it because it is about trusting your intuition, isn't it? If you have to sum up this book, I think it is about that. And that's something we can take into all walks of life. Again, it's not always so easy. But before we kind of go down that, it is about intuition. I'd like to hear in your words, if you had to sum up this book, and then we'll start to pick it a little bit and ask some key things. What what would you say this book is about? And what is a corporate hippie? Let's start there. A corporate hippie is a is a light worker, right? It's an enlightened person who is willing to and and choosing and believing that work can be different, right? That can come in from an open heart and choose to lead from a place of heart led versus brain led versus fear led versus intimidation led, right? It's changing the dynamics and someone who's willing to be evolved enough to try a different paradigm. Yes, love it. And there's one word we're going to get into, which do you know what? I'm going to bring it up again now because I love this. And I wasn't, I'd never heard of this word actually until I sort of met you and read this book. But now I know that the word seeker, and I love this, chat us through this because I think this is at the core of this again, isn't it, of this book? It's the best word, right? It's um, yeah. after I was so I got divorced, um, I guess, gosh, now it must have been in, I was 48 years old, something like that, 47. And I was, it was dark night of the soul, right? It was my dog, my 600 square foot apartment, my car, and my clothes. That's it. I walked away from everything at 47 years old. Wow. And I found myself at this truly, you know, on my knees, praying to God to where I go from here. And it did lead to a true spiritual awakening. And I started to meditate and I started to be still. And I started to find myself seeking to be open to different things, right? To try a class, to try an intuitive healer, to go to an energy Reiki session, to read a book I might've read before, to watch a TED talk on a crazy topic, right? So it just, the more that I opened up to the universe and the more that I meditated, because meditation changed my flip in life. Like I, I think I say that in the book too, like yes. it will change your life. And I know people that word freaks people out, right? But being still allows that seeker in you to come out and to see what lights you up, right? And try something once, be open. And you know what? You don't have to do it again, but don't poo-poo something just because whatever, <laughs> you don't know what experience is going to open up for you. And and I had some, I've tried just about everything you can try. There's probably some things not even in the book that I've tried since then, right? I've gone to now recently, like a shaman. I've tried psilocybin. I've done oming. Like I've done all these other things, sound bowl certification. And I just, I think being a seeker will lead you to the path of what your soul was here to do. Yes. Oh, I love this idea. I mean, talk us through that, this this whole idea of what our soul is. Yeah, this sounds, because this can sound quite woo to people, and I'm going more and more woo as I go down this sort of spiritual path myself. And all those things you just chat, talked about, I, you know, I love meditation, practice mindfulness daily, but there are things that I probably need to try and need to seek out like you just talked. I, I feel myself <laughs> going down that path. But I'm just wondering, anybody that's listening, I mean, I'm hoping most of my listeners are a little bit spiritual because like attracts like, energy attracts that energy. But, you know, if we sort of rewind sort of 10 years for yourself and you weren't so spiritual, what would you say to people that are listening thinking, oh, this is a bit woo. How do I even start to look into that or be open to it? 
You know, I was, I would say I was more, um, I believed in God and I was a Christian, I would call myself, right? So it was more of this, I guess, religious kind of going to church mindset where I always believed in God. I always believed there was a higher power. Um, but once I found myself right at my brokenness, at my true brokenness, right, of, of which way is up, um, I, I, I decided that I needed something, like something was missing. And I didn't want to go into like drugs or alcohol or food or, you know, all the different ways that we can distract ourselves. And um, yeah, I think this is when the seeker came in and I just started to be drawn to things that were otherworldly, more woo-woo-y, so to speak, right? The candles and crystals and just being drawn to like going to like a gong, like a I went to like a gong session where someone was playing a gong. So I just... I found myself being attracted to these different things. And I would say the biggest thing that changed for me was the biggest shift was I started listening to Oprah and Deepak's 21 day meditation and it was 20 minutes and I didn't like meditation, right? It was not my thing at all. Right. But I was doing all these other things, acupuncture and like doing, you know, all kinds of other um, energy work. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this Oprah and Deepak 21-day meditation. And the things that happened to me in that 21 days, you cannot, I think it's the first chapter of my book, you can't make this shit up. The synchronicities, the divine guidance, the signs, the angel numbers, the just every, it all started to unlock for me, like poof. And then it would just sit me on my path of just, I guess I would call myself now and we talk about a little bit in my, my journals that you helped me do was being a quantum seeker, right? It's, it's, I talk about being a baby seeker, a mid seeker and a quantum seeker. And now I'm at that level of quantum seeker where you can almost manifest like that, right? I like living in that 5d reality. Yeah, see, I don't know where I'd put myself, maybe mid, but this is something I definitely want to chat about, about, yeah, let's talk through that, the baby, mid, and the quantum, because again, see, some people might even be stepped aside from the baby, they may be just literally looking in at this and thinking, I'm just starting to put... Well, and do you think the book, like, I feel like the book is a great entry point for anyone, right, too. Yeah. I, I don't think it's too intimidating, but it also speaks to, I think, what other level that you're at, and it, it gives you a little... Um, I guess little sprinkles of where you could go next. But I think being a bait seeker is someone probably is fairly new to their spiritual journey. Who's just starting to discover my intuition, right? Who's just starting to really try to be guided by it. Who's starting to be interested in stillness a little bit. Who's starting to notice one, 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 one a lot or numbers or things like that. I think those are the little things that start to spark. And then I guess mid-seeker is more someone who truly does have an understanding of the universe, right? That you're understanding the divine guidance, right? That everything happens for a reason, the synchronicities, um, the just how perfect that everything is, right? There's no accidents and everything that is meant for you is going to happen, right? It's not going to pass you by. And having that trust and that faith that it's all going to be okay, and I think that's a little bit about kind of mid-seeker and quantum seeker. It's, it's okay, this is also for me, mind-blowing. Okay, so we start to get in a whole another level of like time travel and time not being real and time is just a constraint and yeah. everything is happening now, right? Past lives, future lives, 
star seeds, astral travel, um, you know, manifesting where you're honestly, you're, you're, you've already, it's already happened. So it's almost just like the universe catching up to what you know has already happened. If that makes sense. Meaning I have visions of the future of things of like me talking on a stage Wow! that I felt that I've embodied. I've, I know it's happening and it just, the timeline, the 3d component of the now time hasn't caught up to that now moment, if that makes sense, which it starts to get a little crazy and a little <laughs> But Phil Good on Instagram has really helped me kind of understand this journey. But it is really about you don't have to effort for anything, Carly, to have all of your dreams fucking come true. Yes, yes, yes. That is that again is at the heart of the book, isn't it? That's really what the corporate hippie is all about. Is getting stripping it right back, getting in tune with what you, I guess, what it is. And I'm probably saying this from some of the extra work that we've done to go with this, but I do know that that is the heart of what you're about. Is just it's almost that trust that word that you said there. It's that intuition. It is daring to ask for it, isn't it? It's almost like putting ourselves out there. But some people are a little bit scared by that. Would you say they're quite fearful? That's a big leap, isn't it? To kind of start asking yeah, and expecting to get it. You start with little things, right? You start with the little things of, you know, universe, God, source, whatever you prefer, higher power. Show me, like, as you begin this journey, right? You can start with a little thing like, I want a parking space to be right in the front, right? It can start with little things like that. I'm craving certain pizza place tonight and your boyfriend calls and said, let's go have pizza at this place. Right. <laughs> it's asking, I do have a job promotion opportunity and you say universe, show me a sign. And it's a bluebird. And you know, five freaking minutes later you see a bluebird. Right. So it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff where you start that kind of builds that. Oh my gosh. I, I get chills when I think about it. The universe is listening. Yeah. God is listening. Source is listening to me, to my prayers, my angels, my guides, my team. We have so much guidance. We have so much support. All of our angels, our teams are like cheerleading for us to like, you know, do it, do it, do it. And then we have our higher self, which is part of our intuition, giving us this information of that roadmap to follow. You know what it's like to do a red flag and still do it anyway, right? That free will. You've had that experience, right? Yeah, so many, so many where we just what don't see that intuition. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, nowhere. And then all the feelings of sort of shame and guilt, it, it just builds, doesn't it? And that's how you can end up down that negative path. And that's the next question I was going to ask him. You know, we're talking about this positive and light and this energy intuition, higher self. There's still going to be that niggly self, the, the inner critic, the the other the other voice that can try to pull us away from this. I mean, what's your experience of this? When you did start to turn to this, did you have some moments where you would sabotage your efforts as well? Did I have imposter syndrome? 100%. Um, I feel like when I launched my book, it was really from a recovering people pleaser, putting myself like this out into the world. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like, holy shit, people are going to know what I think. People are going to know what I feel. And and it kind of actually did trigger a lot of stuff that happened in my, in my personal life, as you know, Carly. Um, but some of the triggers were the best thing that happened to me, allowed me to work through speaking my truth. It allowed me to say no and practice radical self-love. It allowed me to put Kim first, but you know, those, those triggers, those traumas, those things that happen, it's just a gift because the, the gifts come with some messy stuff, right? You probably, I mean, 
how many of us, I wouldn't have this relationship I have now had I not married my narcissist husband. The worst experience, one of the worst experiences of my life, very traumatic, a lot of pain, a lot of trauma. But I look at it and I'm like, wow, I would not be flipping here. Yeah. And I love my life. I have manifested all of my dreams. And now because I've done it and I've just trusted and allowed the universe. And also I think a big part of it, I talked about in the book too, is, you know, is, um, is surrendering, right? You can have the vision, you can write it down, you can see it clearly, but also you have to surrender because you don't know if that's the best thing for you. And so your willpower, if you go hard at it, it can take you down a path of even more suffering, right? It's your higher self, your angels. They always try to give you these little nuggets no, don't turn right. Don't turn right. Don't turn right. Turn left. Yeah. You know, we do it anyway, but those gifts are part of the things that make us who we are. And I will, I'll take all of my, all of my wrong turns. I'll take every single one of them because it's led me to right now. And now I get to manifest more at a quantum level and embody the next chapter of my life. And that's what flipping turns me on. Yeah, I love it. And that passion and energy just comes across, not even just now chatting to you, Kim, but from the book, you know, that all comes through. And I'd like to chat about that inner GPS, that inner guru, because we're talking about this really, aren't we? Those wrong turns. Let's let's lead us to the GPS. What is that and how do we access it? I mean, it's it's your, I like to, call, like, I, I call, talk about my higher self a lot, right? We have a higher version of us, right, that is... Um, kind of part of our soul, right? That's always been here, that always is with us, holding our hand and really trying to guide us and giving us, we've all had those, right? I, I talk about Oprah again, right? We've all had the pebbles and then we've had this rocks and then we've had the boulders and it's our higher self when we get that nudge of, you shouldn't go on a date with that person and you go anyway. And then you get another nudge. Don't go on another date with that person and you go anyway. And then you find yourself like me in a three-year relationship with someone who actually probably wasn't for my best and highest, but it did teach me a lot. But I, I had many of those nudges. And I do, I share a story in the book where I went on a date one time and I, my, my family had been trying to set me up, my cousins for like five years with this guy. I finally say, I'll go, I'll meet him. So I go meet him at Uncle Julio's, I'll never forget. And 10 minutes into the dinner, something he said, the, the hairs on the back of my neck stood up. Wow. I had wow. such a visceral reaction that I've never had before to anyone or any person. And it was like repelled. It was like I was being repelled from this person. Never saw him again. Never talked to him again. And even like two years later, my cousin would say like, oh, I still think you guys would have been such a great fit or whatever. You know, I was dating somebody else, the person I was going to marry. Come to find out like five years later, um, this man actually murdered his girlfriend. Wow. And my goodness. I, I think it was my higher self giving me a really strong fucking boulder in my body to run away. And it was my body giving me all the signals of what to do. And my body said, run away from this person. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I remember I read this and, and that gave me chills, that story. So important for you to share that, that vulnerability, but it was a, yeah, that was the best way you could demonstrate that idea of listening to these. And like I said, that wasn't just a little nudge, was it? That was a, whole, a huge, no. 
Get out. That was a huge run away now. And I think people, you know, who've had um, things happen to them, like violent things happen to them or, or something, they always talk about they had a moment, right? They had a, their intuition told them to not let that person in their house or their intuition told them, right? Some of these things. And so, you know, it truly is. And, you know, you can do this, Carly, with um, uh, the crystals that are right for you. You can do body tests, right? You can do this with food. I don't know if you've ever tried it. Have you ever tried a body sway? No. So, so basically it's standing up and it's putting something to your body. Like I have water in this cup. Okay. And I put it here and my body will come forward or my body will kind of go away. Some people goes to the side, right? You can do muscle testing to be like, is my name Kim? Is my name Kim? Is my name Kim? I can't break it, right? Is my name Carly? Right? So there's all of these ways our body, like hold up a piece of pizza to your body and see what it does. And then hold up a piece of broccoli. Your body is the smartest thing for medicine, for food, for relationships, for who to hire. Just freaking use your body. Your body is one big pendulum giving you the yes and the no's all flipping day long. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, it is. It blows my mind. And this this book, in a way, blow, blew my mind because all these things that I said, I would consider myself, say, a mid-seeker, I think I'm going for. But yeah, it's... It, um, it, opened it up to different things for me, different ideas of this, because in a way, what you just said there, I think it's all your big buzzwords at the minute, well, for years, has been mindset, working on your mindset, it's all about the mind. But actually, what you're saying is it's bigger than that. It's your body as well, isn't it? It's not just the mind. This is opening up yourself fully, isn't it? Yes, it's kind of like, yeah, to your whole person, your whole person. It's um, part of, I guess, ultimately true. It's like all of these things help you remember who you came here to be, right? And at 53 years old, I finally know what I'm supposed to do on this planet. Wow. I and I yeah. feel really grateful and um, a little emotional, a little uh, vulnerable, but um, it's really amazing to just know that I don't have to force anything to happen anymore. I'm going to allow the universe to divinely guide me to my next thing and my next thing and my next thing. And I don't have to chase after anything or anyone. Yeah, this is the ultimate, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sure everybody listening is nodding along to this because I think we do try to force things. We do, you know, whether we are in the entrepreneurial world, which is mainly my audience, or just in life itself, we can be impatient. We can want things to happen. And I guess what you're saying, if we do that and don't trust and just be still, you know, that's a, I know that's a huge thing for you. We're just going to miss these opportunities. Yes, and, absolutely. I mean, let, let's we're going to cause, I think, extra suffering, right? With, if yeah. we follow that guidance and that inner guru, that inner GPS, it's just, again, And if, if our willpower wants something, hey, I wanted to be married at 42 years old. I was not married. And I wanted to be married so badly that I was willing to disregard all the red flags that I had in order to be married. Now, that was a soul lesson that I had to learn. Um, and But I had so many nudges to not do it, right? But I came out with two awesome stepsons, Tyler and Taylor. And it just allowed me, I think, to also be open today when he had three and five-year-olds when I met him. And I know, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> at, you know, at 49, who wants to 
start a family at 49 years old. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of energy of three to five year old. <laughs> I know that my soul came here and chose to be part of these kids' lives and days, right? It's part of my soul contract. It's part of my soul mission. And um, I never could have written, I, I could have written a book, but you know what? The book would have been so different. The time would have been so different. And I wouldn't have had that. I've really been able to, and to, I know you're talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, so much of the time, Carly, I was in my masculine energy in that world, right? Money, success, stress, you know, got to do, got to do, got to do 60, 70 hours a week. And um, had I not been with Dave and moved to California and taken a chance, I wouldn't have been able to be a mom and to be a bonus mom and to go into my feminine energy. And I think that's part of what allowed me to create this book, because I do believe I'm a powerful, magical creator and tapping into that feminine side of me and getting more balance is what is allowing me to be that whole person. Yeah, I love it. Again, it's back to that trust, isn't it? Trust and intuition are words that come up again and again in your book. And that always comes to my mind when I read the book and I chat to you, you, Kim. And let's talk about this. We touched on this before. I'm just going to go back to the book in the very first chapter. And you've mentioned Dave's name, but I'd love to share. You know, we're not sharing too much of the book away, of course, because do go and grab a copy. You will love it. But let's talk about that love story, because I think this is the essence of your book. It kind of starts the whole journey, doesn't it? Yeah, let's talk about the frog. (laughs) It does. It does. And and recently into my spiritual journey is when I met Dave and um, I just like, it was just kind of love at first sight, right? We met on Bumble and we did communication on, talked on every day on the phone for two weeks. And then I met him in LA and just, it was like love at first sight, but you know, we connected over the phone. Right. And I didn't hold anything back. I talked about everything I was doing and I thought if he didn't like it, you know what? He was not the right person for me. So I fell in love. My intuition told me that I probably, because he's going through divorce, that I needed to give him time to like figure it out. But he just came after me hard. And I was like, I I knew he was for me. And so I allowed it to happen. But I said to him on our second date, Carly, I said to him, what happens to me a year from now when we break up, when you get scared or when you freak out? Because that's what's going to happen. What was his response? That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> oh, he, he, he was like, that's, he just was like, he basically was like, said that's not going to happen. Said he's never felt this way before, right? And all this kind of stuff. And he just knew. And I mean, he booked a ticket to Dallas that day. Like literally when I said that to him, like he booked a ticket to Dallas. And then we traveled the world for a year. And I met him in Paris. And I met him in Napa. And I met him in New York. So we had this whirlwind love story. And um, just like I anticipated, I started to feel the pulling back, pulling back, pulling back. And we did break up a year almost to the date after we met. So unlike my past, I always chased after. I chased after the person that broke up with me. I chased after. I forced something. I let it go. I, I put an exclamation on the breakup since he was kind of ghosting me. And um, I just said, you know, good luck to you. My heart is broken, but I wish you the best. Um, I would get nudges. Um, like, for example, I went on my first date after we broke up and I got a text from him that day. No. That <laughs> wine. Okay. So he felt the energy, my energy shifting. Mm -hmm. Um, So fast forward four months, 
we are been broken up for four months and I I'm utterly I'd sent him a text and he didn't respond. I was like, I need closure. And he didn't respond. So I did a whole releasing ceremony that night. I lit a candle. I prayed to God, send me the person I'm supposed to be with the love of my life that is really for me. I lit the candle. I go to bed and I go to Facebook and his sister had posted a frog was one of those signs that I'd been praying for the whole time. Like I was seeing frogs everywhere. I asked my angels on my team, show me a frog. If we're going to be together, show me a frog, show me a frog. I was seeing frogs everywhere. Big frogs with the crowns on their head, like Prince Charming. So that day I'm going and doing this, the release ceremony. I see a frog book, like a big frog on the book. And then I'm released him. I'm going to bed. And his sister had posted a picture of a frog. <laughs> love this. I love this story so much. <laughs> he texted me 10 minutes later after I was already asleep. He never received the text I'd sent him two days prior. He didn't receive it. So he reached out to me independently of that. And he basically said, you're the love of my life. I never want to be without you. And can I take you on your first last date? Oh, oh, I love it. I love a good love story. It makes me feel all goosebumps. <laughs> and, he, and he booked the trip to Dallas the next week and we've never been apart since. I chased, had I forced. Yeah. You know, and I truly prayed all the time, Carly. I asked for God in the universe. I want what's best and highest for myself and Dave. Yeah. And that's part of what I think in work too. I want what's best and highest for myself and my employees. I want what's best and highest for my partnerships. I want what's best and highest for my clients. I see a lot. You you, uh, you ask for dream clients, right? You only yes. want to work with dream clients. That way you're aligned. That is so freaking gorgeous. I love that. Dream clients only. I see that in my head of your post. Do That's you? all I want now. Dream clients only. Oh, good. I'm glad people see those posts and embody it. That's what I asked you. That's your book. book. Dream clients only. It is. I don't know. Yeah, that's the one. Well, I have thought about getting mugs with it on, Dream Clients Only, a little range of a mug that you just see, and that is something you see every day. <laughs> I love it. I do love it. It's so good because that is what we all deserve, right? Dream clients, dream partnerships, dream spiritual families, dream partnerships, love, everything. I mean, freaking, we have the ability to create a magical life for ourselves. We just have to know that we're worthy. Yes. This, yeah, this is it because I think that that's, I just, I say, I just love everything about your your vibe and your book, Kim. But I just wonder if some people do still sort of have that self doubt a little bit that we're not of worthy. Course, of course, of course. I mean, I was attacked with it over and over again. Um, but you know, you just you have to keep saying to yourself, right? I was given it's none of my business what others think about me, and the more that I embody that I am here on my sole purpose, the more it doesn't matter, Carly. Yeah. I've lost a thirty year friendship. On this journey of writing the book and being online and being on social media, um, I had my dad question me. I had my sister question me. She said something like motivational speaker, my ass one day to me when we were in an argument about something. So the closest people to me were the ones who I saw actually not supporting me. Now they've changed their tune and they're great, of course, and they've been some apologies, but I did lose the friendship. And I think it was the universe trying to show me not everyone's going to believe in you, Kim. And if there's, I, I believe that I have a unique voice and that someone's going to align with my unique story that will help them be a seeker, shift something and make them want it. That, that's all I hope for. If it helps one person have a different perspective or go after something or try something or say yes to something, that's all I ever wanted to do. 
Yeah, and that comes across. I think this book isn't just about your journey. Obviously, you share deep parts of your journey. You're quite vulnerable with it. But it, to me, you, you say that spiritual work, family, this extends to everybody. And I just love that vibe that this is just not just about whoever this is reading the book and yourself writing the book. This extends to everybody. It's all about love, isn't it? I suppose if we get to the bottom, the right to the heart of this book, it's all about love, loving yourself, loving other people, having that tr- trust, respect. I mean, yeah, how would you sum it up if we had to sum up what this book is about? Am I on the on the yeah, I mean, I know I I think I love hearing it from your perspective and and it is, right? I mean, that's all we have is love and operating from our heart and trusting our intuition. And you know, honestly, um yeah, just it is. It's about love and it's about taking everyone with you, Carly. There's no lack. There's so much abundance. There's so much prosperity. There's no room for jealousy or judgment or anything. We can take everyone along for the journey with us. And the more that we judge someone else or judge others or or are jealous, it just stops us from having all of our dreams, right? Because my success, I want to, you know, does that, I want to hire my sister. I want to hire my brother. I want to hire my best friend. Or I want to, you know, I want to bring everyone along for the journey, for whatever's right for them, if it's for their best and highest. And I think it's truly, it's, it's, you know what? It's karma, right? What you give, you get back. What you put out into the universe, it comes back to you. It's true. It really is. And that's been part of my journey in this whole spiritual journey that I'm, I'm on midway through, I would say, well, I don't think it ever ends, but that's, that is definitely something that I believe in. In fact, one of my biggest posts on Instagram was be the energy you want to attract. And that really yes. is, again, the essence of the corporate hippie, isn't it? It all starts with you and the rest will follow. Yes. Radical self-love, belief, trust, worth, trusting your intuition, your inner GPS, your inner guru. And you know what? You can't go wrong. Everything will divinely happen the way it's meant to. And we're all magical, powerful creators. And we can go co-create whatever we want on this planet. Yes, love it. And that is a perfect place to leave it. I think if anything that's, you know, hopefully the anyone listening is, first of all, rush to Amazon and bought a copy of this book. If you haven't read it already, I do give this in advance. So hopefully you've read it and you know what we're talking about. But if not, I'm sure it's giving you enough of an insight that you are going to absolutely love this book. Take it, read it, embody it and start to put it into practice and just trust the universe. It is all happening for you. That's what I take away from it. Anything you'd like to add to that, Kim? I love to, oh, no, it's, it's all happening for us and feel free to DM me. I'm, I'm happy to be of service. And I think that's part of, right. It's just, we're all and you Carly too, right. We're, we're all being these conscious leaders and that's, what's going to change the planet. So thank you for having me. No, thank you so much for being a guest. I've been so excited about this chat and it, yeah, it, it's been everything I want it to be and more. So thank you so much. It's been such an honor to be able to chat to the actual author of this month's podcast and yeah, just Amazing as always, Kim. Thank you so much. Love you. Bye, Carly. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you've enjoyed that episode and got everything that you need from it. Don't forget to check out all of the other episodes, depending on what it is that you need in your business and life at this moment in time. Don't forget to leave a glowing review and do check out the show notes for any free resources mentioned today. Plus, do come and connect with me on social media as well as my brilliant guests. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you next time.